This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. What's happening, friends? Welcome back. Another week for you. Uh, Joe Nichols will be in today. What's your favorite Joe Nichols song? Got to pick one. I mean, Sunny in '75 or Yeah or Tequila. Okay. Well, you just gave you us the whole catalog. Well, I guess I like them all. Yeah. But we've had to pick one. Okay, this one. Tequila makes a close yeah. song. Mine's probably Broken Hearts, Bill. It's a good one. Here's to the past. They can kiss my glass. Risky singing that one. Sometimes yeah. I don't say, say glass. And then, uh, I bet the devil drives a coup, DeVille. Yeah, he'll, he'll be in next hour. Pretty pumped about that. I did see this question, and I answered it before I read the answer. There is a question that is being asked in job interviews that has gone viral. Give me your answers to this question. You're in a job <laughs> interview, okay? All right, the question is, you've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? Eat it one bite at a time. No, you don't eat the elephant. That's mean. They're, 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 eat it. That's you're what fired. you would say you're in your job, job interview? Sorry. Eddie? Oh, I would just ride it. I would get a saddle, and I would ride it around town, show everyone my elephant. I'd be known as the elephant man. Oh, interesting. You? Oh, I would I'd build a whole place. Let people come ride it. Make some money off of it. There's only one elephant in town. Are there mm. any other elephants in town? This is the, the elephant I would be doing. That's the business aspect. Of, yeah. Isn't you, that, could yeah. that be animal cruelty? I mean, I was going to eat it, and you got mad at me. <laughs> That's mean. That poor elephant just no, giving it to you. No, mine was a metaphor. It. Like, you if you give that. me you a just... big problem, I'm going to solve it one section at a time. Yeah, you just said eat it, though. Yeah, but yeah, that's all the you metaphor. Did was say eat it, then you moved on. <laughs> but you're, you the, you're the one that taught me that metaphor. But I, that wasn't the question. Okay. Uh, the person said it's actually the, the right answer is open a business where you hire the elephant out for events. Oh. That's it. 
And that's what, that's what not what got. I did really. I was having my own event, so you can come ride the elephant. <laughs> yeah. I don't want I don't want my elephant to be gone. I love him too much. Yeah, somebody him. might take him. And one of my friends, her dog, did some workers were at her house, and they left the door open, and her Chihuahua escaped. Wow. They still can't find it, and, yeah. and I wouldn't want that to happen to my elephant. Mm-mm. Yes, uh, although I think it'd be easier to find an elephant than a Chihuahua. Who knows? Never lost <laughs> the elephant, Eddie. I don't know the truth. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Let's go. It's Monday. We're pumped you're here. Bobby Bone Show. I appreciate you guys hanging out. Thank you for sending all these emails. You guys ask us for a lot of advice. We read them back to you in the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Here's the email. Hey, Bobby Bones. I have two friends who recently got married last year. They've been together for a few years. They seem super happy. Recently, her husband tried to make an advancement through Snapchat. So there's no record of it. I turned him away, but felt conflicted on telling my friend she's not the type to believe me if I can't show her the messages, so I haven't told her. But now he's asking me if she cheated on him, which I haven't told her either. I don't know the answer to that. There are obviously other issues happening between them now, and I'm pretty sure they're separating. I don't know who to be honest with. Do I tell my friend everything? Do I keep it to myself? What's done is done. Are there any issues with me stirring the pot? I appreciate any advice you could give. Thanks. Confused listener. It's just all directions, yeah. right? It's he and her. I'm confused at what all they know again. So she got a Snapchat from him, it sounds like, of him going like, hey, baby. Gotcha. Okay. And then he ends up going to her and going, hey, is she cheating on me? Okay. Weird. So. Oh, that Snapchat. <laughs> here's my advice. If they're splitting up, and this is your friend, go just tell her. Be like, hey, yeah, he sent me a Snapchat. I know you don't. I don't have a picture to prove it because it went away, but he sent me a Snapchat. But she's worried that she may not believe her because she has no proof. He, but here is the general rule about life. Are you ready for it? You've probably been waiting for this for your whole yes, life. Yes, come on. Are you ready for the general rule about life? Sure. If you're confused on what to do, if you're torn on what to do, just tell the truth. Hmm. Now, if you're leaning, I should probably not tell the truth because it's something bad's going to happen. A little, occasionally, I believe that a white lie is okay. <laughs> I do. I think to protect people, sometimes you don't need to tell them the truth. But if you are torn on what to do, you're like, I don't know. Tell the truth. That's the general rule about life. Because if you're wrong, at least you're going down telling the truth. Yeah. You don't want to be wrong and not. But is the, if you choose to just stay out of it and not say anything, that's not lying. It is uh, by and, omission. But I her, guess if you're, yeah. But her confusion is what to do. Do I say nothing and let them fight amongst each other? I say, just say nothing at all. You do, Amy? <laughs> say well, your best. I don't know these people in the full real story. But I don't we know. know what we know. We're only acting off the data we're given. Yeah. But according to the general rule about life, which I've just created, if you're torn on being honest or not, if it's a 50-50 tear, be honest. And they're breaking up anyway? They're apparently talking about it. Okay. So my advice to you is to just, just tell her. If you're confused, just tell her. Be like, yep. Uh, he sent me this. I know you guys are going through trouble. Figure it out. Hopefully you guys go to counseling or talk with somebody and get it all figured out. And she's going to be proven. I said, well, I can't, but I just wanted you to know. And if you don't believe it, that's great. But then yeah. it's off your, the burden's off of you and you don't deserve the burden. And you have to risk like that might put a wedge in your friendship, but that's okay. You spoke your truth and you know it. So that's, it's no longer your problem. Confuse the listener as you signed your name. Yes. <laughs> you don't deserve this burden that you are carrying. So you just share the truth. Burden be gone. And what's the general rule about life, Eddie? Tell the truth. You can't go wrong when you tell the truth. I didn't say that, no, and that's didn't. not true. It's not if right. you don't know what if to do. If you don't know what to do, do, always tell the truth. Okay. Can I say it again? Unless, of If course. you don't know what to do, always tell the truth. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you said what? If, you're, if people need to be protected, 
There are times yeah, for protection. jail time stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hiding your cousin if you broke the law. Stuff like that. But it was a, you know, a crime where nobody was hurt. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that email. That's that's kind of a deeper one. We do one or two deep ones a week. Sometimes we like the lighthearted stuff, but I feel like we taught everybody a lesson. We feel good? Yeah, that's good. And remember, I am an expert. Parentheses mm-hmm. not. <laughs> All right. There we go. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. I was reading this story, and it's about road rage, where these two cars, one had accidentally hit the other one, like a little fender bender. They kind of been at each other a little bit. They get out. One punches them in the face. Young guy punches old guy. Then it turns from road rage into robbery. They, he steals his phone. I have the whole video here. Oh, my gosh. It's on the New York Post. Like, they had this story. Wild. That road rage stuff is no joke, and I say that. Until Eddie confronts a road rage driver on the street. I do it all the time. With his family in the no, no, car. No, Eddie, that's dangerous. What's well, the story? I, I do it all the time, guys. And in, in this situation, there's a guy who's turning on to, it's a two-lane road that I'm dro- going on. And he's turning on to my lane, but I'm already in it, but I'm on the right side of it. And so he thinks that I'm trying to cut him off, and he's like, honks his horn. And like you say, Bones, he laid on it. Uh, it wasn't the friendly pip-pip. It wasn't the pip-pip. Hey, I'm right here. It Watch wasn't, me. hey, Bobby, get off Twitter. The re- the light's green now. Pip-pip. Correct. It's the ah. Uh, and in that, I'm hearing that as like beep, 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 beep. So I'm like, okay, obviously this guy's upset at something. He wants to talk about it. So I hit the brakes, roll my window down. And I wait right there next to him. I'm like, well, how do you, how do you wait? Where are you? I, I'm right next to him. It's like a two lane road. So he's going. Are and you I'm gonna on, stop? Oh, you're dr- you're we're moving. driving, and I roll the window you down. Are so dumb. And I you're- put my I put my arm out like, what's up? Like you want to, you want to tell me something. Obviously, you're honking at me. What kind of car is he driving? A pickup truck. You're out of your mind. Yeah, you're putting your life and your family's in danger. No, so guys, he looks at me and he's like, "Yeah," and then he sees my whole family and then goes, Vroom, speeds off. And I'm like, "That's what I thought." And then I looked at him like, "That's what I thought." Keep on driving, you punk. And I'm thinking that it's all. I, I think it's beneficial to me that I have kids because he looks at me like. All right, don't mess with this guy. He's got kids and a family. It is till he kills you all. Right. Well, well, or yeah. beats you up in front of your kids. <laughs> yeah. Which might be even worse. You cause an accident trying to get up next to this guy. Or also you're teaching your kids that it's okay to do this. And when they start mm. driving, they're going to be like. <laughs> are they scared at the guy over there? They were terrified. They're like, Dad, what are you doing? I'm like, look, k- kids. Are you showing off a little bit? No. Yeah. I, 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 and I, you know, with everything I do, there's a lesson involved. So I say, kids, look, look. He was mad at me. He obviously wanted to tell me something. So what am I? I'm all ears. I lowered the window down to see what he had to say. He said nothing. Dad wins. Mm. Goodbye. Okay, they're going to be in therapy. I can't believe you threw your arm out the window. Like, let's go. (laughs) I mean, he wanted to fight Bones until he saw my family. He's like, okay, so all right, I'll just keep driving. Okay, if you didn't have your family with you, he'd probably want to fight fight? me. He'd probably want to fight me, and then I'd be really scared. Would you have stopped (laughs) if you didn't have your family? No. Like, stopped the truck? No, 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 no. I think that's what I'm saying. I think it helps that I have the family. I would recommend against doing that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you don't know when someone's going to have a shotgun. You say that, but Bones, when you're in the moment, you're like in the moment. You're like, hey, you're, and dude, I fill up with blood. I feel it in my body where I'm just like, this guy wants to talk. Let's talk. I think of every guy on this show, you would get beat up by everyone. Let's do it. No, I think. But, but you got to put me in that situation. <laughs> no, but I'm saying if it were to come to a fight, I think your last place of all of us. I get it, but I don't know if there's something about my face that people get scared when they see it. Like, okay. uh, and I, I feel like if I'm in that situation, Bones, I'm a fight guy, uh, not a flight guy. But you're not a fight guy. You you're, just said and you're that- also such a nice guy, and you're never confrontational. You're- I agree, until someone honks at me that way. Honks at you? That's what it takes? It was the whole honk. The, uh, 
Again, when, when I'm driving bones and someone tries to cut me off, what I do, I just speed up and I look at them like, do you want to tell me something? Because it sounds, it looks like from your actions when you're driving, you want to tell me yeah, something. Yeah, they're going to speak with a weapon soon. <laughs> That's when I hit the brakes just and back off. Let it go. Just let it go. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A U.S. Coast Guard crew was patrolling between the shore and North Carolina's Outer Banks when they heard a call over the radio that some boaters had lost their dog. The dog's name is Myla. Moments later, lookouts on the Coast Guard boat spotted the dog swimming and toward their vessel. I mean, in all that water, though, to see a little dog head? Yeah. That's that's tough. And you see the dog, and the crew made their way towards the dog, and they're able to get down, get a little net, put her in it, grab her, and pull her up. And so they inspected the dog, no injuries. The dog obviously was exhausted and so got great great treatment by the people and then gave him back to the owners. Myla, it turns out, is a pretty lucky pup because where she was picked up is, again, no small body of water, 100 miles long, 25 miles long in places. It's not clear how long she was lost at sea, but the Coast Guard went to say, Myla, good girl, an amazing doggy swimmer. Mm. But they found the dog, which... Let me tell you a little story about my dogs the other day. I go out. I hear Stanley, who had been a little sick in his stomach, and he will bark at one in the morning if he's got to go to the bathroom. He knows not to, but if he's going to go to the bathroom, he'll just go, woo, woo. And so I hear him, and I wake up, I wake up immediately. Okay, because I don't want to hear the dog vomiting or pooping on a carpet. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I get up, I walk out, let him out the door, and then Eller who stays in a different room at night, runs out the door behind him. They both go to the bathroom, one in the morning, and there is some animal in the yard. Don't know what it is because it was dark. And all I hear is... It, it was like the Tasmanian devil's bubble. Like Scooby. But I could hear it, and I don't know what happened. Dogs started barking, screaming. And then all of a sudden, they just came walking in, a little sweaty. Both dogs. I have no idea. Oh. I have no idea what happened out there. Hey, they took care of the problem. Hey, I, maybe. <laughs> so here's, here are my things. It could be a fox, which would have been tough for them to catch. Yeah. Eller probably could have caught the fox. Could have been a fox. Could have been like a raccoon, possibly. Ooh. Or it could have been the ghost dog. Yeah. Oh, the white ghost dog. We haven't dog. heard about the ghost dog in a while. So that was, and then I couldn't go back to sleep because I something was up. And then Eller was being weird all night. So I think the ghost dog Whoa. spirit's inside of her now. <laughs> oh, great. You heard it here first. Uh, congrats. Awesome job by the Coast Guard to find the dog. It, that saved these people a lot of pain. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer. But I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time, and I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did, but St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in Hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. 
Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Joe Nichols. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? It's good to see you. You know, there's a lot of your music plays at my house right now. Joe has so many hits. Hey, I even have hits that people didn't realize. Um, I've had people come up to me after the show and go, why didn't you play the baby? And <laughs> the baby or any other Blake's or some beach I get that one all the time too <laughs> so people think they're your heads <laughs> right yeah, they're right. not like, well, they're like oh, I don't sing that come to the next show maybe I'll do it then but like when you when you look back at for example Broken Heartsville yeah. 2002 man I've had a uh, I've had a lot of story in between 2002 and here and 
a lot of it I wouldn't like to get into, but no, it's it's been it's been a crazy fast, you know. Uh, I saw a tweet from somebody one time that said I have more comebacks than the McRib. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's great. I can't even be mad at that. That's that's good. So back in 2003, I just kind of looking at this time period for a minute. You were playing the Grand Ole Opry, and a green bra <laughs> was tossed onto the stage, and yeah. supposedly it was the first time that an undergarment had ever been thrown on the Opry stage. Uh. And so, at what point did you realize the bra was mine? <laughs> do you remember that uh, moment though? I do remember that moment. Yeah, uh, she got her bra back. Was, <laughs> she, she was, I think, a college student here somewhere in town at Vanderbilt, I think. And I remember it being so cool, and then realizing, oh no, I'm in trouble. This is the opera. I'm gonna go for that <laughs> behavior here. But uh, some of the old timers thought it was pretty neat too. One of those records that you're like, well, I, I did that. You know, we got number ones and stuff like that. But hey, this guy got a bra thrown at him on the opera. <laughs> You're but, you're a Grammy nominated artist too. I know as yeah. you joke about people confusing you with Blake, like <laughs> sometimes people don't realize you were nominated for the Impossible, right? Yeah, uh, the Impossible. I, I I can name the ones I lost to, and I'm I'm very proud. I lost to Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, um, the Dixie Chicks, and maybe Vince Gill. How did you lose to all four of them? Uh, well, there were two separate years. <laughs> it wasn't all at once, but it, it was uh, Johnny Cash's last album, and he won uh, album of the year. And uh, I think maybe Vince got vocal of the year, male vocal of the year. Mm-hmm. Next year, I think um, Willie Nelson had a, had a duet song that he won song with or male vocal performance, and and the Dixie Chicks won, I think, album of the year again. Dang. Yeah, man. Oh for four. Oh for four. But do you feel like four for four and being Grammy nominated because that's pretty cool too? Like, where do you sit on that? Positive or like, dang, so close? Not to sound cliche, but I was shocked that I was even there. I was really shocked that they put my face on camera when they were calling the nominees out. I know it looked like an idiot up there amongst, you know, Yoko Ono was sitting over here and Queen Latifah was sitting over here. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think y'all got the right guy. It was just kind of my face. And they're like, and for album, they put the camera on my face and I'm just looking at the camera like, this is uncomfortable. What do I do if I win? I walk up on the stage. I'd probably trip somewhere, you know, probably can't spit words out of my face to save my life. I don't know. Probably glad I didn't win, really. Joe Nichols is here. You're not glad you didn't win. I'm not glad I like that story. No. I got a certificate, though. You do get a certificate for being a nominated artist. And I framed it. Yeah, I would have, too. And had it melted into this gold-looking Grammy. So so it looks like I won a Grammy. No, I got a certificate. Before you recorded Yeah, was that, did someone go, hey, Joe, this is a huge hit? Like, what what was that process when you got that song? When I got that song, uh, I hadn't signed a deal yet. And so I was still talking in some early stages with a couple of labels, but I really needed that song to walk in an office with and say, here's our, here's our beginning of the album. And uh, Mike Owens, uh, who I used to work with at Universal South, found this song. He said, man, this feels like a hit. He said, it's, it's a little, it's kind of current. And I was like, well, I, I kind of think we need to be current right now. You know? And uh, he gave me this song. He was like, man, if we can pull that off where it feels big, that's going to be played on the radio a lot. Hey, what's home What's home like for you right now? Like, are you on a farm? You have a bunch of land? No, I live on a golf course. Oh, I never, come on. I never in my wildest dreams would ever believe I'd live on a golf course, but it was, it was the nicest place we could find, we could afford. <laughs> yeah. That's we, pretty uh, good. Yeah. It's, 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 did it's people ever hit a ball and go, that's where Joe Nichols is? Hit it, hit it, uh, hit I live ball. far enough away that it would be really bad, and I'd think somebody did it on purpose. So, <laughs> yeah. Every now and then, man, I get in the golf cart, and uh, I have my own golf cart now, which is cool. It's kind of more important than my truck now. But it does have velvet seating, so. 
But you just said no and then went fancier. <laughs> yeah. He just went, no, no, not at all. But it is gold plated uh, headlights. It does yeah, have yeah, rims yeah. and it's, uh, it's four by four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped that you're kind of back and you know, you're here in the studio. He's got a new song out. We'll play some more of it now. This is Home Run. What's the worst anyone's ever mispronounced your name on a big stage? I pulled up one of my first shows. Uh, I did a radio show at a, at a mall in, uh, in Washington, D.C., and it said, oh, today only, Jose Nicolas. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Is this always happening like this? My, my first radio tour thing. So that was, and it was humbling, too, because we played in the mall as people were shopping. You know, kind of felt like, oh, we're the piano music in the lounge right now. <laughs> it's, let me play my new single. Wait, before you go in there. Yeah. Stop and listen. Awkward stuff. Whenever tequila came out, you know, tequila makes her clothes fall. Did people just throw their clothes at you when you're performing? Like, was used, that common? Yeah, used to. Uh, I, I think probably now is, is, is it's been around a little while, but when the song was, you know, really hot, getting played a lot, I think people got got loose with their clothes. Man, I had one that, that kind of ruined me. This lady threw some panties on stage one time. And they were so big. I felt I felt like there's nothing, there's no way you can respond to this because you can't laugh like, ah, somebody, because it could hurt their feelings. But then, I don't know, that, that kind of ruined me on that. So please keep your clothes on because I never know how to take that. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I, can you do a little bit of tequila yeah, before man. we go? We can oh, play. Yeah, let me yeah. Tune yeah, tune up over here. By the way, shout out your, your player over here. He's yeah. fantastic. This is Brian Spradlin. He's been with me a long, long time. We actually did a lot of that radio stuff together back in 2002 and three and and actually goes back before that we played here in nashville at rippy's on there in fifth and broadway what was that like and for I, you back in the day did people come in and go wow you're so good you should get out off of fifth and broadway and be a real star and you're like man i'm trying but it yeah. was hard to get discovered yeah absolutely that's exactly how it went you know we we did good with tips and uh there would be a lot of people that would come in drunk and say ah, come see me this week and you get in their office and they go i don't i don't remember seeing you i got some good experience out of those years i had some great Great times that I that I remember. How Some did the, you get discovered? Um, like, what was the moment? Uh, I went in and played for Tony Brown, who was at MCA. He's like, I want you to go over to my friend's office and play for him. His name's Tim Dubois. And those guys formed a record label, and I was familiar with those guys' history. And, and that was my first single. And speaking of, The Impossible had climbed into, like, the top 30 or top 40. He was going to radio, doing really well, and I was still playing on Broadway because – that's the only place I can make money. You so know? you had a song that was on the radio, and you're still you were still playing at the bars. Six thirty to nine thirty, still in the bar. Three. Were you doing covers like crazy? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's all you can do with one hit. <laughs> <laughs> Every thirty minutes, he plays a hit again, though. And new that's crowds right. come I'm, in. New crowds. I'm the guy from the radio. I'm not even playing a cover. You had to tell him that. Right. This is my song. You probably heard it seven times today. <laughs> Joe Nichols, everybody. Yeah. All right. Thank Checking the voicemail lines. Uh, here's one we got last night. I know Amy has been talking about her birds, how much she loves feeding her birds, and I love her bird feeders. I was curious. Um, I have bird feeders outside, and I get the, they're like, uh, I don't know what kind they are. They're big black birds, and they kind of bully the other birds, and they're very annoying and very loud. And she always has the prettiest birds. Can she give us any advice on what she's providing to the birds to get the red and the blue and, you know, all of the nice small birds? That's my question. Thank you. Bye. Can you stop bird bullying? Basically? I do. I do have a nice variety of wild birds. Mm -hmm. And I will say I went and found wild bird seed that is um, attracts nat birds native to where you live. 
So I would recommend maybe going to a local pet store or something and trying to find that or Googling online a feed mix that will attract oh those types of birds. We've gotten to do all, yeah. I've also mix. heard you can put out grape jelly. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm going to try to I'd do I'd be that. afraid of what all would come, though, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that grape jelly. Uh, here is a Jackson from New York. He's 11 years old. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. I just want to say I'm like a fan. I'm a really big fan of your work and what you do. I'm 11 years old. I've been watching your show. I mean, listen to your show for now. I'm 11. Six years since I was five. But quick question. So, Raymundo, um, where did the yeah come from from Raymundo? Okay. Thanks so a lot. Yeah! Kind of a mature question there. The guy's like, hey, I'm a big fan. Listen, listen for five years. Here's what I want to know. Wow. Uh, Raymundo, you want to answer it? Yeah, I think uh, growing up with sports, I used to always say that when we would win. Yeah! And then I one time said it on the radio, and it took. So there you go. There you yeah. Go. yeah. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I read this list of, like, summer scams we need to be on the lookout for, and one of them was called the abduction phone call scam. And so basically, Bobby, it would be that uh, someone would call you saying, I've been abducted. We got Amy. And they would gather details from all my social media so that it's like they know all these different things about me, trying to get you to send money to set me free. So don't fall for it. But it's like a real thing. I will not. Hey, I will not. This, and it really happens now, and I'm like, not going to do it. No, oh, well, then you we only want $100, but I don't believe it. <laughs> okay. And Amy's tied up with her hands bound in some bathroom. Then we need a code word. Yeah. We need to come up with the code word now. Petri dish. Well, don't do it on the radio, guys. Oh. Then they're listening, and they'll know the code word. Isn't that crazy that this is even a scam we need to look out for? Colostomy bag. Yeah. Okay. I got it. <laughs> okay, I have the best duos in country music history, and this is history. according to- George and Tammy. Wide Open Country. Were they a duo? No, who? George and Tammy Wynette? They put out records together. Okay, I didn't know they were classified as a duo. Well, let's just though. say they're Two all relati- they're relatively new-ish. But oh, it is, new-ish. Okay. Yes. okay. Well, is Brooks and Dunn on there? If not, burn the list. Well, we'll let's see. Let's go through the list. We're, we're seeing right now. <laughs> In at number five, Sugarland. Oh, yeah. No, I get it, but you said they were like today. I mean, they come back together. Okay, more but George and Tammy than George needs to be on Tammy. that, though. If they're going to be on that, maybe they are. Okay, number four. I'm getting angry. <laughs> Brothers ahead. Osborne. Go ahead. Number three, Dan and Shay. It should have been Brooks and Dunn at one, Dan and Shay at two. Nothing else counts. Oh, she's not going backwards? I'm in it. I'm in at number three, two. Though. Oh, I thought yeah. it was at three. I was at three. Now I'm going to say number two. Go ahead. Florida Georgia Line. I put Dan and Shay over Florida Georgia Line. I still stand by it. Go ahead. And then in at number one, Brooks and Dunn. Oh, I saw the light. I've been baptized by the fellas ain't put out new music in ten years, and here they are still number one. And dang it, they deserve to be. I have uh, a major snub. Uh, Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. Oh. Don't know nothing about Which, to be fair, people think the Raging Idiots are more than just Eddie and I. Well, we, it, that's what it is. Here's the story. I was opening for us. As the band, we're just the Raging Idiots. It was the whole band. They were like Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. So then people just started calling us that. And so Eddie's basically all the Raging Idiots. I'm the Raging Bobby Idiots. Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots is just Eddie and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so go. what do we land at? Number six? 
Oh, no, you're just like, you weren't oh, even, you were just snubbed. Oh. So, but I threw you in as an honorable Thank mention. Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. All right, is that it? Uh, no, I have the most productive. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Do you want me to be done? No, I just, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, I have the most. It's Monday, give me a break. <laughs> my brain's not working yet. Okay, this is only quick. I have the most productive time of the day for everyone. So take note. It's 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. What? Experts say the main reason for the productivity during this time is no one else is around. Yes. And you haven't really used any of your energy yet. You're on a full tank. And there's no, like, temptations like phone calls or text messages coming in because everybody else is asleep. So if you have a lot to get done, wake up early. Not all the time, but maybe just every once in a while. As someone who wakes up that early, don't do it. No. It's miserable. But you have to. They're just saying. No, but I'm telling you. Who wants to? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see me raising their hand quickly. Who wants to get up at a miserable time? <laughs> no one. Anything I just, else? I was just sharing the study that Anything was done. Anything else? No, I am done. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Well, I might have to go to Maryland soon because there's a farm there offering cow cuddling sessions. And you can take a group of eight people. Why do you got to go to Maryland? Just go to, there's a ton of farms yeah, around here. One right get down your the cut Did they offer little... Who cares if they offer? It's a big field. <laughs> yeah, just jump the fence. Yeah, by the time they get to you, you can run out. Do they have uh, a trio of calves named Snap, Crackle, and Pop? You okay. could. You got me there, because, though. You could call them whatever you uh, want, though. They're called the Crispy Crew, and so they will cuddle with you. So they have, like, you. a hotel? What is it now? It's a farm, and okay. you can go to the farm. When they put up uh, this farm, it's called Mary's Land Farm. And once they put it up on their website, they sold out the first two months already. So we're going to have to plan ahead. Have these people never seen cows? No, they, listen, they will cuddle with you, run with you, jump with you, lay on your lap. And when you spend time doing this with these cute little calves, your stress will be reduced. Oxytocin will be boosted, which is the love hormone, and you're just going to feel better. And now I want to go. They must be super small, and that you probably can't find out in the field. You ever try to hold a calf or even touch one? They're fast. They don't want you no, touching no, them. But snap, crackle, pop. They've been. They're. They're used to it. They're. That's trained. why this, this is, is kind of cool. Yeah. Huh. Because <laughs> if she goes a little faster down the road, she's not catching a calf. If you do, though, Amy. Yeah. Put it on TikTok. We want to see you chase a calf. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Animals do really help so much with stress. Yeah. No. I mean, it's amazing. My cat is very helpful to me. I you just, still lick it? I no. I only licked her once. <laughs> I wanted to see what it was like to experience. She licks oh. me. <laughs> I licked her. Oh my I know it sounds oh worse than it was. No, no, no. It was one lick. Uh-huh. And it, that was that. But it was uh, bonding. That's, that's really weird. It was bonding. You licked the cat. <laughs> Have you ever just wanted to bond? Yeah, a hug. <laughs> a scratch on the head. He'll put it, he'll, you know, he'll rest in my lap yeah. or Ella will lay on my feet. But-, but then somebody, I don't know if it was Eddie, someone here mm. on the show gave me like a, a tool that, um, mimics licking. So yeah, you so you don't have to stick your tongue on the right. Cat. Like I put the thing in my mouth, and it's act. It's you don't act, really it's, use it. It's do the you? act of licking, so we still have the bonding, but I don't have to lick. I, I you think the cat's like, why is she licking me? She's a human. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we're closer now. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a great story that you have that people can go to this place called Mary's Land Farm and Mar- help help with their stress. Yes. So, yeah, you have to go to their website. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. 
When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month, and when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts. That's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. 
There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's happening, friends? Here's a voicemail we got last night from Sadie and Anthony in Pennsylvania. Hi, Bobby. Morning, studio. I have the funniest morning corny ever. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? (laughs) Dwayne the bathtub. I'm drowning. Dwayne the bathtub. I'm drowning. (laughs) Okay, bye. Oh, Dwayne. 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 Guys, I didn't get that at first. I know. Well, and you like baths, so you should tell that one next time you get a bath. Probably. And did she even know he was there at first? <laughs> That's her sidekick. Okay, here's uh, two kids from Colorado. Here's another one. Hi, Violet. Hi, Silas. And we love the show very, very, very much. We have a morning corny. And the morning corny goes like this. Why is Superman on the toilet? Because it was his duty. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. That one I got. Yeah, easy. A little more straightforward. A little more down the line for me. <laughs> uh, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. What did the mother rope tell her kids? What did the mother rope tell her kids? Don't be naughty. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. With a K. K and O T. -T. We we got it. (laughs) So BuzzFeed did a poll saying, hey, are these celebrities cool or not cool? You basically had to pick one or the other. There's no middle ground. It's they're cool or they're not cool. Okay. For example, Betty White. Cool. 93% cool. She was the coolest. Uh, Tom Hanks. Cool. 91% cool. Now, those were the two that were the highest cool. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you what the rest are. You just give me your opinion. You're not guessing. You just give me your opinion. All right. I'm just going to go with right out of the gate because I'm going to want to call them all cool because I feel bad, but go ahead. Jeff Bezos. Cool. 89% uncool. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know if he's not cool. I thank him for Amazon. Yeah, I don't know why people are mad at him unless he's, they're just mad because he's a billionaire. Yeah. Right? I mean, I he get... doesn't really do anything to make us mad. I mean, I don't know much about him, Listen, so why would he be cool? He seems just like a nerdy CEO. No, no, you know what because I, mean? I order something, and sometimes it arrives at my doorstep that day. I would have clicked cool on Jeff Bezos. Yeah, me too. Because I don't know anything about him, but he did create something <laughs> that I use every day. Exactly. And that's cool, I that guess. That I'm blown away by sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adele. Cool. 90% cool. Dr. Phil. Not cool. 87% uncool. Yeah. I mean, especially because Scuba Steve worked for him and said, <laughs> Scuba, how many times did you actually interact with Dr. Phil? I mean, I was pretty low in the totem pole, so I'm, I mean, one, maybe two times. But would you see him interact with other people? Yes, yeah. And he wasn't the softest, warmest fella? I mean, he's there to do a job and get it done and go home. I mean, he's very much to the point. Like, let's, let's get it going. I have, I have respect for that. Did you ever see him melt down? No, I never saw him melt down. Oh, that would be crazy. You ever see him yell at anybody? No, I've seen him not like somebody's uh, work or choice of words. And then what does he do then? He just kind of is just very stern. Just like, okay, uh, well, let's move on. Or I want this. Or I need that. <laughs> 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 I didn't like Dr. Phil's that bad guy. Yeah. It's just not, he's not the most like warm son. You're not going to go there and have a great super time. You're there to do your job and go home. 
And what was your job with Dr. Phil? Uh, I was a runner and then a PA, and then I was working to an AP, which is basically an associate producer. Did you ever get a picture with Dr. Phil? No, I'm not the kind of person that takes pictures with, with people. Well, maybe like Christmas party. You're over at Philly's house. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to his house. It's very nice. Would you have voted cool or uncool on Dr. Phil? I would say he's pretty cool. You Wait. would? I would vote cool, yeah. Well, hold on. What'd you go to his house for? <laughs> to drop off a check. Oh, okay. How much? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't look at it. I, 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 followed, I followed the rules. Did he answer the door? Was he in a towel? <laughs> Did no. he invite you in? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the start to something else. <laughs> All right. It's good with Steve. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the Rock. Cool. Yeah, 89% cool. Lady Gaga. Uh, cool. 88% cool. Justin Timberlake. Cool. 64% uncool. What? Yeah, he's uncool. <laughs> oh, wow. I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I don't know him. But. I'll give you a few more. Adam and- Levine from The Voice. Cool. We're in five. Uncool, 64%. <laughs> okay. Mel Gibson. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> they just... It is X'd over that one. Uh, okay, that's the deal. That, that's a little fun game there. What about Eddie? Cool. Nice. You, Bones? Cool. Oh. What, what do you think about why Eddie? Would you ask, why would you say cool like that when he's talking about me? I thought he said, I think because I started to wonder if he was asking like, me Bobby, about uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> if you listened to the show last week, you're at Lunchbox, get a ticket, you got a parking ticket. He ran in to get some food for like five minutes. He comes out, there's a ticket on his car. He's like, I ain't paying this. Turns out it wasn't the cops that gave it to you. It wasn't the city. It was a private parking company. Correct. And so I then felt like you had a a nice argument there. What are they going to do? They can't put you in jail. Can't do anything. So what happened? So I went ahead and emailed them just to be nice, just to check on it. And I was like, hey. And I emailed them from my lunchbox email. What does that mean, your lunchbox email? So it comes from, you know, our our company. And it so it says lunchbox at our company.com. They saw it. <laughs> what do you just say? I heart. You know our company. <laughs> trying Bobby to be private. <laughs> I mean, people are going to figure it out. Are you scared your emails are going to blow no up? No one knows yeah, who I mean, we work for. If I say our company, they'll be confused. Yeah, they're not that smart. Okay, so you send them an email from your Lunchbox email account. Yeah, so I didn't even have to drop the Lunchbox name. They just see it in the email, and they replied right away, oh, don't worry. don't You don't have to pay it. We waved it. Boom. Oh, gone. Wow. wow, smart. That's it. Do you think they waive anyone that emails them? Oh. No. Or do you you don't? No. Well, it's like asking for a refund on your pizza delivery because something went wrong. Well, if you call them, they're probably just going to be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We'll give you something. Yeah, make it right. Oh, oh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just felt like I was like, hey, man, I was just getting food for five minutes. You know what I mean? And I got to go to work early in the morning just trying to get this taken care of. And oh. Early in the morning. Yeah, maybe he got a nice person that was checking their emails that day and was like, oh, he was just picking up food. Like, no big deal. We'll waive it. I do not think he it's He calls and is like, I don't want to be your bonehead of the day. <laughs> <laughs> right. But how cool that they waived it all because I threw the name out there. That's what you do. You drop your name, you get things taken care of. Or that you just email and you were nice. That could be it, too, but I like to think it's my name, but status. Also, you said, I was just doing it to be nice. I don't think that was the case. I don't think you emailed them just to be nice. Well, I was just trying to fish, like saying, hey, man, I was just there for five minutes. This is, you know, it's a bad look on you guys. And they were like, ha, wave it. Okay, well, there you go. He's He now doesn't have to pay his parking Okay. Yeah. 60 bucks. How many hours of sleep do you think you get normally? I try to get eight. You do? Mm-hmm. That's do- what I try, but I don't think I get it. You I toss know. and turn a little bit here and there. I wake up in the middle of the night, but I try to go to bed and set my alarm for eight hours later. So perfectly happy people get seven hours and ten minutes of sleep. Oh, okay. And really no more than eight hours. Listen, I need about ten, I, honestly. Yeah, everyone's for, different. You might. And people laugh when I say that, but for me to actually feel right, I need to get ten hours of sleep. I never get it. And my dog wakes me up 
mm, three nights a week barking. And I, I still have so much like anxiety in me from my house getting broken into and getting robbed. And it still freaks me out when he barks because I'm like, all right, who does he see? So I get up. I walk all around the premises of the house. I pet him. And I'm like, don't do that. But now I'll move his bed behind the table so he can't see. Because he just sees outside. If there's a leaf, he's like, <laughs> oh, it's scary. And then I can't go to sleep for two hours. You need to get him a sleep mask. Oh, I need to get a him mask. a sleep number bed. <laughs> so he covers his eyes. But that's usually what it is. Eddie, what do you get a night? About, I would say about seven. I mean, uh, I try so hard to get more than that, but I can't. Lunchbox? I would say uh, between five and a half and six at the most. Why are you getting such little sleep? Because uh, I put the kids to bed, and then I want to watch TV. I want to enjoy my night, so I'll sit there and watch TV, and next thing you know, it's 11 o'clock at night, and hey, got to go to bed, get up early, 4 o'clock. Comes pretty quick. Are you okay with less sleep? Like, do you feel good with that amount of sleep? Yeah, I feel like I've gotten used to that. That's how I've kind of trained my body, and that's why I need a nap every day because I stay up so late, and then I get a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour nap in the middle of the day. Boom, I feel good. That makes okay. sense with the nap. Listen, there are weeks where I'm getting three or four hours, but I never get used to it. I hate it. But if you get any less than six hours and 45 minutes, they say you are uh, affected physically and mentally. You may be a danger to be around. It also messes up your entire day. What? A danger to be around? Drive your car into me? (laughs) No. I saw a fun fact that um, Chernobyl, the Challenger, and the Exxon oil spill all boiled down to some lack of sleep. Really? (laughs) What are you reading? Wow. Oh, yeah, no, why would you click that link? <laughs> I would see that. I wouldn't even stop. Uh, if it messes up your entire day, if you stay in your bed 14 minutes past your alarm, that's the, the, the cutoff for when you start to get really behind and have to always chase catching up with the day. Yeah, oh, wow. you want to chase the day. You don't want the, what is it? You don't want to chase the day. You want the day chasing you. Is that saying? What are you reading? <laughs> yeah, Amy's got some weird saying. She's lately. got some weird calendar that's giving her facts and also. <laughs> The oddest inspirational quotes. <laughs> well, whatever. I listen. Don't get rid of that snooze button. That's my advice if you want to feel rested. You're still not snoozing. Yeah, she I'm still not snoozing. Two years. That is it's crazy. longer, maybe. I mean, high five to myself. To you, yeah. Because nice. that was hard work. I used to snooze all the time, and I was proud of it. I was a proud snoozer. I looked down on people that didn't snooze, but now I'm I'm reformed. I like to high five yourself. That, that's my patented <laughs> that's move. That's pretty cool. That's the only one I really take a, a true high five from. Is me. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Well, the only person that really cares about you is you. Uh, yeah. You know, well, ultimately. Well, no, we care about you. Yeah, but mostly. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I rode, I rode my Peloton the other day, and I hit a number that I hit in a long time because I got a, a busted up calf. And I finished, and I went, high five to myself. That's I was right. Proud of Last week, Lunchbox called a psychic. And the bid idea was for him to call, get a reading, and then call back and get a refund. Like, that was the initial segment that Mike D thought of. We thought, ha, ha, ha. But during the call, we were thrown off because the psychic told Lunchbox that he was going to die in 2023. Here's a clip of that. I do kind of know how much time you have left. Like on the phone call? No, like, um, you know, how much time you have left. Oh, like how much time do I have left? I would say uh, don't make any plans for 2023 and spend lots of time with your wife and kids. And don't play the lottery. So that pretty much was her saying you're not going to be around long. So, Lunchbox, you decided to call for a second opinion. Yes, because I'm like, okay, this lady's just kooky. Like, she has no idea what she's talking about. So I'm going to call a different psychic 
and I'm just going to talk to them and see what they say. And maybe this other lady wasn't reading the tree leaves right or whatever she does to the tea look leaves. into my mind. <laughs> the, tree yeah, the tree leaves. <laughs> whatever. But she told me I was going to die, so I've been freaked out, so I called a different psychic. Okay, so we have two parts here. They're both about a minute. Here's the first part. To this lady, Ariel, I want to say thank you uh, for stepping into this. And um, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, you know, feeling good. Great day to be alive, you know what I mean? Got a smile on my face, and I'm looking good. Question for you. Uh, do you want me to call you by your first name that starts with the letter D, or are we going to go with this whole charade of calling you Lunchbox? Oh, no, we can stick with Lunchbox. That's what my friends call me. You know, that's what the people, on, you know, that, that's what the crew calls me. So we'll go with Lunchbox. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm picking up something. This is pretty funny, uh, what I'm saying here. Can you rub your hands? together for me okay i'm rubbing them <laughs> okay just as i thought uh sticky fingers um your roommate uh jesus from the dorms you know that you took the cash from from his dresser well he wants you to let you know that he doesn't hold it against you from the past and he forgives you like what no no hold on like the guy that was like my roommate in the dorms you talked to him how do you know him i told you i feel things through vibration and uh, you rubbing your hands together, I felt that. And what I'm feeling is that he knew and he didn't say anything. In fact, uh, come to find out, um, he actually saw you doing it. College was a while ago, so shake it off. I need you to stay calm, okay? Especially what I'm about to tell you next. Okay. Okay, so is that true? I don't know that story. Did you steal money from a roommate? I mean, 17 bucks sitting on the counter. I How did she know I that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, like that's when she said, hey, Zeus, she said his name. Like, when you say his name, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And so I thought, okay, she called Hey, I don't even know where Jesus is. But how would she have talked to Jesus? We didn't even know this. No, and that's why I'm just like, okay, this is not cool. And I said, how did you know that? And she told me the vibration. Okay. I don't you know, whatever. We have one more Ugh. clip. It's about a minute. This is Lunchbox talking to a second psychic. Go ahead. You know, a lot of people say this, and I think sometimes people miss it, but... You know, what's more precious than money is time. So I, I wouldn't so much focus on the tangible money aspect and focus more on the value of time. I'm seeing time, a clock. A lot of clocks are ticking around, so pay attention to that. Like, I'm getting a new watch? <laughs> Not so much. Look, I don't want to, I mean, how about this? Let's just say, focus on the now. That's why we're saying time. Time is now. I want you to live in the moment and enjoy life. Don't stress too much about winning the lottery. I know you want the Lambo. Don't, don't worry about that. Um, you have your wife and your kids. And focus on what you have now while you can. Okay? And uh, that's all I have. Steve, only pay for a quick reading, okay? No, no, no. But, like, what about on. my future? Like, what happens, like, uh, let's say two, three years down the road? Like, where am I going to be? I appreciate you being open, and I hope you've enjoyed your experience today. No, no, no. That's I, all I, I got with Lady Ariel. So what did you take from that? I took that two psychics tell me I'm going to die. I called her to get a second opinion because I wanted her to tell me something different. I want her to tell me, oh, yeah, four years, five years down the road, you're going to be doing great. And she did none of that. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you feel, like, really, all radio bit aside, what do you feel is happening here? Oh, man, I, I don't know. I, I'm stressed out, I'll tell you that. Like, I'm like, how can, do they, can they really tell things? Like, how did two psychics tell me about the same thing? Like, clocks, 
Like, I mean, she didn't say I was specifically going to die, but she said the t- clock is ticking. Spend time with your family. Where the other lady just straight up said, don't plan anything past 2023. <sighs> do you believe that you're going to die? I do now. Now <laughs> no, I do. No, I, I, I now do. Okay. No. <laughs> tick, tick. It's over. Bye-bye. Well, here's what I'll say. Is it about three weeks or so ago, Scuba and Mike had an idea to get some fake psychics and tell Lunchbox he was going to die. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay. Okay, that's good. What? Wait, you guys got fake psychics to tell me I was going to die. So both those women are not real psychics. I don't know who they were, but all I know is this, I just said, told them it was, this is their idea. They said, hey, what if we get a psychic? Oh. Okay, now some things are making sense because I was like, oh. I'm really having a hard time give, getting into this I because I feel sad. like these people are like not real. But then Lunchbox was believing them. So I didn't know. I was like, is Lunchbox in on this? I had no oh. idea, but now it makes sense. So Scuba Steve and Mike D were pranking Lunchbox. Yes. And Scuba, how did you find these people? Oh, I hate So you I, I have some uh, hippie <laughs> friends back in LA and I just reached out to them and they were able to play the part. Wow. Okay. And I talked to his wife to get more information for the second one. You called Lunchbox's wife? Yeah. So I went and called her. I got her (laughs) phone number from my wife and got some information from her to kind of get a little more insider to kind of really pick out of it. (laughs) Dang. You told your wife you stole from your college roommate? (laughs) I mean, we probably talked about roommates, you know, like in the past, like who we lived with and stupid things that have happened. I was like, I I mean, oh my gosh. Well, man. What would you like to say to these two? Man, you guys are. Punks, and I mean, that was good. Well done. That's well, good. Done. well done. Well yeah. done, boys. All right. Nice job, you two. All right. We'll, oh. be, we'll be back in a second. He's going to live. He's alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go talk to Catherine in Quebec. Hey, Catherine, tell me what happened with your friend. Well, my friend went on a, th- a Tinder date, and uh, well, the guy came over, and they had a good time, and they're just talking, and he's like, well, I have to go to the bathroom. So she shows in the bathroom and whatever he comes back but when he was in the bathroom he opened the window halfway like for later on so he goes back in and she's asleep at night he's gone well he opened the window and he went into her house to go steal stuff and uh she had to call the cops and he got arrested oh my goodness but what are you supposed to do? Looks like a nice guy on Tinder. Right. Who's thinking he's going to open your window and no, come rob you? No one. Man, so if so, if you have a stranger from Tinder over to your house, once they leave, do a <laughs> Lock check. Lock the windows, yeah. Go look at all Sweep the windows the and doors. Like the, or maybe you don't have to at your house right away. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, How does Tinder work? But I'm sure the guy's charming. Yeah, I'm sure. Kind of look like an early Brad Pitt, probably. Oh. <laughs> That's what you're imagining. <laughs> I was watching these news stories about... Chandler from Friends, Matthew Perry, mm-hmm. how they would get on that dating app, and then people wouldn't believe it's them, so they would send them videos and be like, hey, it's really me, why'd you? <laughs> we talked about it on the show, but they're both doing it, and more celebrities have been doing it. That's funny. It's funny, but I, it's kind of weird for I people to weird. call them out. Yeah, it is. They shouldn't be doing that, because I thought that that's, that's a special site where people are cool. It's supposed to be, yes. Like, it's not cool for these Instagram people to be like, look at this video I got of Matthew Perry. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I not, agree. But it's the risk you take. Yeah. If you're a public figure and you're sending someone a video, that is the risk you take. Not cool, but not illegal. But also, I just feel bad for these guys. Like, they're on these apps having to go, come on. We think they can just walk down the street and go, oh, I have 
one of those, oh. two yeah, of those. Can't, can't they? Because I still think that. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I don't know. But those stories are weird. I hope this guy that the caller called about, mm-hmm. she go back and do we leave like a bad Tinder review? Good Can question. Catherine, how did that work out at the end? Did, did she ever see him again? Did she leave him a bad review? No, she, she never saw him again, but, like, she's freaked out. Like, she deleted the app, and she's like, I'll meet someone one day, but, like, this is not how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would, I'd be scared because he always knows where she lives and that she, he had to go to jail because of her. You know, when I was robbed, I've been physically, like, jumped a couple of times and robbed. But when I was, my house was robbed. And we knew who it was. And I was like, okay, officer, I don't want to put him in jail because I know they know who I am. It's a whole thing. He goes, that almost never happens. He's like, they almost never go back for retaliation. It's not the mob. Really? Yeah, because if they do it, they're going to get caught again. And the last thing they want to do is get caught again. Mm -hmm. I had the same feeling. But I was like, Sarge, so what happens (laughs) if I I testify and they go to jail? Are they going to come get me afterward? He's like, almost never happens. Okay. That's where my brain always goes, that they're going to retaliate. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Catherine, for the call. Really appreciate you listening. Thank you. Thank you guys for the nice show in the morning. You guys make my day quite great. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, you make our day great, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, about, how about me saying yeah. that? That's nice. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives, you guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I'd have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
it's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Police responded to a call. Someone broke into a car, stole a dog. They couldn't find it. Next day, the news is out there doing a story. When the guy that stole the dog came walking the dog. No way. And they interview him on the news. We start asking the man a few questions, and he admits to taking the animal. Uh, He was just barking in the car. And I walked past the car, and I realized I thought it was supposed to be dog walking. It wasn't a kidnapping. It was just a simple mistake. He hmm. thought he said dog walker, so he said, "Oh, I thought that dog was saying he wanted to be walked." Uh, <laughs> yeah. He thought the dog was talking to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Told walk him that. me, walk me. How, why did he walk the dog near a camera? I, he walked right by the crime scene. They were doing it, and he just walked up and said, "They said, hey, can we talk to you?" And he's like, "Yeah." And they asked him about the dog, and he said, "Oh yeah, I took it, but the dog was barking in the car." How long from the walk to the steal? 24 hours. Okay, so there's, just, some, there's something wrong. It was yeah. in his neighborhood. He probably thought the news was there for something else. We don't walk by where you stole <laughs> no the dog chance. from. No Listen, chance. I don't know. That's why he's a bonehead. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go. Number three. Someone in Arizona stole a four-year-old's John Deere power wheel, so cops surprised him with a new one. The officer who took the lead on it got a little choked up when they showed it to him. Here's a clip of the CBS News story. The new toy tractor was courtesy of Walmart and the Tempe Police Officer Association. I get emotional. I'm an emotional guy. Um, but uh, yeah, it just filled me with a lot of joy. Number two. A photographer in Indiana hired two models for a Halloween photo shoot last year. And now those two models have hit it off. Now they're engaged. Went and worked and 
Oh, that's cool. Number one. Five police officers in Atlanta saved a man from a burning car while he was having a seizure. Dang, he was in a burning car and a seizure at the same time? Ooh. That's like the unluckiest guy ever. Yeah, what caused what first? The entire thing was recorded on their body cams. This is the police officer saving the guy. He's having a seizure. Let me get another fire extinguisher. Get him out, get him out, get him out, sorry. What's up, put him out, put him out. Man, that is intense. Could have been the car wrecked, caught on fire, and the wreck caused a seizure. Or the seizure caused the wreck. Boom, that could have been it too. Yeah. Ah! That one makes more sense. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just a guess. Wait, I come mine doesn't work. (laughs) That was the Good News Countdown. Okay, if you waited till this long in the podcast, we're going to play the entire call where Lunchbox called the psychic. He thinks he's talking to a real psychic. Obviously, Scuba Steve had fed her information. But here is the entire seven-minute call where Lunchbox is being pranked. Enjoy. This is Lady Ariel. Uh, well, hello. Uh, thanks for taking the time to do this. I guess you call it a look into my life. I, I don't know what you call you. What do you people call this? I like to call it a step into the vibration, which I must ask, do you have any water around you? Uh, yeah, I got some water you right know, here. Well, Perfect, perfect. Because, you know, uh, one thing about it with vibrations, I can definitely feel and detect you through water. Uh, you know, we are made 80% water. So that's just kind of a way that I like to connect with anyone on the call. Uh, so, again, I want to say thank you uh, for stepping into this. And um, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, you know, feeling good. Great day to be alive. You know what I mean? Got a smile on my face and I'm looking good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, let me question for you. Uh, do you want me to call you by your first name? It starts with a letter D, or are we going to go with this whole charade of calling you Lunchbox? Uh, no, we can stick with Lunchbox. That's what my friends call me. You know, that's what the people, on, you know, that, that's what the crew calls me. So we'll go with Lunchbox. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now take, a, take three deep breaths for me, please. Just relax. Make sure you opened up. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm I'm picking up something. This is pretty funny, uh, what I'm saying here. Can you rub your hands together for me? Rub my hands together or grab them? Rub them together for me. Okay, I'm rubbing them. <laughs> okay, just as I thought, uh, sticky fingers. Um, your roommate, uh, Jesus, from the dorms, you know, that you took the cash from from his dresser? Like? Well, he wants you to let you know that he doesn't hold it against you from the past. And he forgives you. Like, what? No, no, hold on. Like, the guy that was, like, my roommate in the dorms, you uh-huh. you talked to him? How do you know him? I told you I feel things through vibration. And uh, you rubbing your hands together, I felt that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, it was, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I took $17. It was sitting there. I was in college. I didn't even know he knew about that. That's weird. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he but, called yeah, you? He just doesn't, I told you there's a sense of a vibration. And what I felt and what I'm feeling is that he knew and he didn't say anything. In fact, uh, come to find out, um, he actually saw you doing it. God, that's weird. But it's good. It's good. College was a while ago, so shake it off. I need you to stay calm, okay? Especially what I'm about to tell you next. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm feeling something here. What is this? What is this? There, there's some type of uh, strong energy surrounding you and um, animals. I, I, I'm feeling a lot of animals. What is this? A few uh, fur babies. They're reaching out. And one in particular, cute little fella. <laughs> you know, a Ralph? A Ralph? 
Yeah, Ralph, that was the my first dog. I mean, it was my mom's dog, but he was around when I was like four and three years old, five years old. Yeah, he was, you know, part of the family. Oh, okay. Uh, but he no, did, I mean, he, yeah. Yeah, that was my mom's dog. That's crazy. He's here? I feel like, well, I, I think there's a, it seems like there was a little sadness that happened, and he's telling me that, um, when he ran away when you were a kid, uh, that he had a few couple good years with the family that he found down the street. And he did live a good life before passing on. Stop! You serious? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> That's crazy! I always thought, I thought, man, how do you, Ralph, that's crazy. I thought he got hit by a car or something. My parents were just lying to us. And my mom, I guess she's going to be the one the most happy because that was like her dog. Ralph was her dog. That. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's weird. <laughs> you know, I try to do my best and I want to make sure that you come in and that you know what's happening in your life and that you feel comfortable. And um, I, I want, I'm just curious, is there anything or any questions that you have for me? Yeah, yeah. If you can tell me, when am I going to win the lottery? Because I want to buy a Lambo. I want to move to an island. I want to buy a boat. I want to buy the whole rights. I want to be rich. When am I going to hit the lottery? <laughs> ah, money, money, financial money. Here's what I want to say to you, um. You know, a lot of people say this, and I think sometimes people miss it, but, you know, what's more precious than money is time. So I, I wouldn't so much focus on the tangible money aspect and focus more on the value of time. I'm seeing time, a clock. A lot of clocks are ticking around, so pay attention to that. Like, what do you mean they're ticking? Yeah, time is ticking. It's always ticking. This clock never stops. What do you mean? Like, like I'm getting a new watch? Uh, not so much. Look, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want you to think that you're going to, uh, how can I put this? Um, how about this? Let's just say, focus on the now. That's why we're saying time. Time is now. I want you to live in the moment and enjoy life. Don't stress too much about winning the lottery. I know you want the Lambo. Don't, don't worry about that. Um, you have your wife and your kids and I'm seeing some fish around now, um, I'm not sure if, if there's a baby or is your wife pregnant, but uh, focus on what you have now while you can, okay? Yeah, but but what about the future? Like, what is in my future? Like, what's going on down the road? Like, you're saying, oh, concentrate on my wife. Like, my wife's about to leave me? I wouldn't say so much that your wife is leaving. and um, Just now, but here, look, you're running out of time. And uh, that's all I have. Steve, only pay for a quick reading, okay? No, no, no. But, like, what about my future? Like, what happens, like, Um, let's say two, three years down the road? Like, where am I going to be? I appreciate you being open, and I hope you've enjoyed your experience today. No, no, no. That's all I I got with Lady Ariel. What about two years from now? Talk to Steve and give me a call back. We can do this again. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.